Mornings with Rena, TJ, and Turnbull. The podcast. And just like that, four years of the Trump administration gone. Uh, Donald Tra- Trump left a trail of Cheetos on his way out of the White House. Mm-hmm. He hopped in the chapa <laughs> uh, and he took off. Had a big golf game at uh, Mar-a-Lago. Well, first he had that uh, nice big send-off rally in Maryland. Oh, yeah. Where he decided to, to talk about himself and gloat about all the yeah, accomplishments was, he had in the last four years. That was Weird. cool. Melani yeah. spoke, yeah. which is nice. She said one sentence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he gave her a firm handshake and a pat on the ass and said, thanks for everything, honey. She, you know she's going right to a divorce lawyer. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then uh, there was a nice moment there where Mike Pence and his wife passed off the keys to the BDSM tickle trunk to uh, <laughs> the Harris family. Yeah. Um, and Inauguration 46, I mean, it had everything. You know, you had uh, the poem from Amanda Gorman that was rallying people. Just a beautiful moment. People were gaga for Lady G. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, wow, I mean, she's got the voice that would knock the the buzzards off a manure wagon, Turnbull. <laughs> and Garth Brooks, I'll tell you, it was nice to see Garth Brooks in a shirt that wasn't a Cabela's camouflaged hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> he was uh, channeling his inner Chris Gaines there with that oh, black, uh, the man in black outfit that he was wearing. Um, and then, you know, the thing that everybody was really talking about, I mean, nobody, yeah, okay, nice, nice speeches about uh, uniting the country and stuff. That's all good. The only thing that I really care about about the inauguration yesterday, inauguration 46, was all about Bernie Sanders. Why? Because he's he's Bernie Sanders. He's like an he's an elderly man. He's yeah. an octogenarian and he is just sitting there alone wearing he, he's sitting there like doing a my dad impression minus yeah. the DeMaurier in his mouth. He looked like everybody's grumpy dads. That's yeah. what he looked like. Yeah, he's got like this a brown sort of uh, just like a dad coat on. And he's <laughs> yeah. got some hand sewn sewn mitts. Like he's somebody has crocheted him some gloves. Mm-hmm. He's got his like store it- variety uh, cheap blue. Uh, not N95 <laughs> face shield on. Even yeah. when he got there, like he he just looked like he was like late for church or something. Like he had his little he had his little envelope in his hand, and he was like making his way to his chair, and it, he just he looked out of place, is what he looked like. Well, you know, he looked like a guy who was just going to the inauguration as one of the things he was going to do that yeah, day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like he had other plans. Yeah, he was going was to like, play bridge later. Yeah, he's like looking at his watch, like hey, is this thing over here? <laughs> so now Bernie Sanders has become probably I. I'm I'm not going to say the greatest meme of all time, but dude, some of the photoshops that people have been doing with Bernie Sanders are hilarious. I have, uh, I've been, I was taking screenshots all day yesterday, mm-hmm. so I'm going to throw uh, just a smash load of these things up at 921 City's Facebook page. Each one was getting funnier and funnier. Like I thought there's no way that the internet can keep, you know, outdoing themselves. And sure enough, everyone that came out, I was laughing harder and harder at. And he's only a year older than Biden. Like he doesn't, yeah. he seems like he's. Much it's his older. personality, though, right? Like everyone who knows Bernie Sanders, when you see him on TV talking, right? And it's just like he, he reminds everyone of Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Same yeah. Sort of personality, yeah. Right? yeah. 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 He's frenetic. Exactly. He's, yeah. he's kind of, uh, he's disheveled. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. for a guy who's made and, and probably pilfered. Uh, millions and millions and millions of dollars from taxpayers' genes. Yeah. Uh, he really isn't that put together. It's. It's actually the best facade ever. Totally. Nobody suspects Bernie. <laughs> he was probably the one that organized that thing on Capitol Hill. <laughs> Storm the Capitol! <laughs> if you watch enough hockey games in your life, you can probably recite a player's interview with a media member 
just by based off what they always say, the generic stuff, right? Easy, yeah, yeah. Got to get the puck deep in the zone for a full 60 minutes, both ends, 200-foot game, make passes, stay out of the box, follow the game plan, and respect the process. But I didn't do that correctly. It's more like, um, yeah, you know, I uh, got to get uh, the puck deep in uh, the zone there, and, uh, well, you know, I uh, got to play a full 60 minutes there. I'm um, uh, a, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, you know. Why do we even bother at this point? Say, like, you start it's... to wonder what those interviews actually provide the broadcast, because really, they don't. Like, here's, the, listen to this compilation. Yeah, we're just keeping it simple right now. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep it simple. We just got to keep it simple. Let's we'll simplify here. Simplify things a little bit. Keeping it simple and working hard. Yeah, like I said. Uh, like I said. Like I said. Uh, like I said, um, you know. Same thing, like I said. We got to keep skating. We were skating better and, uh, you know, getting pucks deep. Putting the puck deep. Put pucks in deep. He's chipping pucks. He's getting pucks deep. Getting a lot of pucks deep. Getting pucks deep. Just put the puck deep. Getting pucks out. Getting pucks deep. Get Pucks deep, wear them down. Get pucks in. Pucks in. Pucks in deep. Puck deep. Pucks deep. Keep getting pucks deep. And, <laughs> like, it, to me, it's just like, what does that actually provide the, the telecast? Well, and you're pulling the the player, especially the, like, in between, they're pulling them out of the, you know what, doesn't it kind of yes. throw you off? I your, don't, they don't want to be doing that. That's why they come know? up with these generic answers, right? Like, they don't want to be part of these, and a lot these of, interviews. A lot of hockey terms sound dirty. Like, I was, when I was watching the broadcast the other day, I was sitting there with Brett reading, deep. and I'm like, oh my gosh, everything they say is so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> now, on the flip side, you could be like Jack Hughes the Gotta other night. Keep it tight in the back end. Yeah. That's a good one. Oh, That's yeah. a good one, too. Yeah. Actually, you know what? 762 Text in some terms that could be used in a post-game interview, but also in the bedroom. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I heard, I heard, back, yeah, back door, we gotta get the back door open or oh, something yeah. like that, and I died oh, yeah. laughing. Oh, yeah. Gotta pound it in deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the flip side, you could be Jack Hughes, young guy in the league. He was the first overall pick a couple years ago probably hasn't done a lot of these interviews in his life and uh this is his from the other day uh let's try to win this game not not not, not lose the game you know <laughs> poor sucker let's try to win the game not lose the game thanks for that insight there jack <laughs> i think i get what he was trying to say though do you yeah like win the game and not lose it you know score more than the other oh, team that's what he meant he that's didn't exactly. want to lose the game he yeah. wanted to win the game. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. See, it all makes total sense. Yeah. Oh, like at the yeah. highest score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get the most, get the oh, most right, amount right, right, of scores. Right, right. Okay. okay, gotcha. Now, when it comes to some of these hockey player interviews, though, we need more personality from guys like Jake Voracek. Plays for Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, yeah. On the weekend, he's got a bit of a beef with a reporter in Philly, I guess. This guy gives him a hard time a lot in some of the articles that he writes and stuff like that. And uh, this was Voracek's interaction with him the other night in a Zoom call. Two games in, Jake. How different? Does the season feel, if at all, given the circumstances of the offseason and the condensed schedule and everything? Doesn't matter what I say, Mike. You're going to write f***ing shit every time. No, so it doesn't matter what you say. Uh, yeah, it feels different. I mean, we got four points after the first two games. Uh, I, I wasn't even going to answer your question because you are such a weasel. It's not even funny. Next question. <laughs> See, that's what I want oh more my of. God. I yeah, want more of hockey players calling out the reporters for the questions they ask. I mean, it's, it's, I'll say this in defense of the reporter, he's got a job to do. And realistically, there's probably not a hell of a lot to write about. And there hasn't been for the last while. Plus you don't have that interaction like you normally do, right? Because they're doing these all through Zoom calls. It's different. It's a different style of interview. Yeah. Like normally that reporter's used to seeing Voracek with his hog out standing in the dressing room. (laughs) Totally. You know, that guy's fully transitioning into gritty, by the way. (laughs) Have you seen Jake Voracek? I'm sure that's what they they based gritty off of was the teammate Jake Voracek. Because yeah, you're right. I know Gritty doesn't talk as a character, but he's probably got the same foul mouth. That was actually Gritty talking through Voracek's mouth. Mid-July, Turnbull, going to be a dad. Yes, sir. 
And we are excited. <laughs> are you? Yes, I am. <laughs> it hasn't like it still hasn't really fully hit me. No, it, it probably will when you see like because right now she doesn't have a belly. She's said, just right? starting to to get a bump now, so that might change things. You're right. And probably when you feel the kick, right? Isn't that oh, what God. most people say? Is one thing when you feel the so kick, freaky. it's freaky. It's real. <laughs> oh, it's so it freaks okay. me out too. The first time, and it was my daughter. My wife would throw on heart, kick it out, and <laughs> my daughter would react to this. Come on, in the stomach, yeah, oh. and. Her foot, you would watch her foot as she would go and turn over. And it looked like an alien trying to come out oh, of her body. Yeah. It's so weird. That's and just weird. wait. And you'll be like, oh, that's her elbow. And, oh. and it's, it's so funny. weird how they move around in there and just, you know, poke out. It's, it is so gross. Well, and I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's their home. <laughs> I know. I know. But it looks like the skin is going to burst. You know it's what I mean? I mean, they do oh. live there. They are allowed to move around. Could you imagine being in your one room apartment? <laughs> And not being able to stretch it out. And hearing that people hate it every time you put your hand out the window. <laughs> I, You know what? I kind of, the first time was super weird. Yeah. And then I started like, because it, it, my wife would lay on her back and then I'd be like, hey, and I'd, and I'd talk to my daughter. And, yeah. and it was like, you really do have a relationship with this thing yeah. that's growing inside. Because it, it's it's very weird. Yeah. It's very, very weird. Um. So I, I don't know if you've received a bunch of uh, fatherly advice, but I, I try, you know, as far as being a parent, you know, I've done it a couple of times. Don't have it mastered by any stretch. Um, hanging on by a thread some days. <laughs> but I thought, like, I, I've started to put together some things, um, you know, just a, a little list of things to do, maybe not to do. Okay. And I was hoping that we could compile a, a, even more of a list mm-hmm. and just kind of keep some things going, you know, bring this back every so often leading up to the big day in mm-hmm. July. Okay. Um, if you've been through this before as a dad uh, or or as a mom, really. Uh, but I just, I just think that the, the guys and the girls have such a different relationship with that baby uh, only because it, it's tougher for the dad. And I'm not, you know, in the sense that you don't have that bond with the kid. You have to kind of... You have to forge it yourself. You have to work yeah, at it. Okay. Whereas like the mean. mother, like a mother's love is like something, it's like, dude, did this thing literally grew inside of her. Right. You know, the mom's got the milk at the beginning. Like the first year and a half, I thought my daughter hated me. <laughs> I did. She didn't well, want to come no- to me. Yeah, you had nothing to offer it. Nothing. Nothing. Now. Like, and I got man teats, but like... <laughs> well, they say now that you're supposed to like pump and put it in a bottle and let the dad, so that way dad has the same amount of time with mom yeah, feeding. So to <laughs> I didn't want to do bond. that. You <laughs> just didn't want to do it, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to go that hard. <laughs> I was trying to get dad of the year or anything. Um, so here are a few here that, that, you know, I was just kind of thinking Turnbull and 762 to text or if you want to want to reach out. So, um... Okay, and this won't happen right away, but if you don't know where your kids are in the house or they're not answering you, shut the Wi-Fi off, give it a couple seconds, they'll magically appear. There's there's nothing worse. My daughter, she, she was putting us on a while ago, and we're calling for her, like, Berkeley, Berkeley, where are you? <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. And she was playing a game. Headphones on? No, no. No, she not was, even. No, she was hiding on us. Oh. Oh. And then this is going back, I guess, but she was hiding on us. And Chelsea and I are freaking out. We're like, right. what are you doing? Why yeah. would you do that? Why would you not say anything? Yeah, if we're calling you. She was hiding in her in the laundry basket, in her oh, hamper. It's a good hiding spot. Not bad, honestly. I thought it was pretty good. Um, if your kids are being nice to each other for no apparent reason, be suspicious. Now that's that's in a multiple kids situation. Sure. Yeah. But I mean you're you're already working at number two. <laughs> already. Already. I'm trying to pump twins in there already. <laughs> 
I know. I thought that's how it worked for a long time. I was very nervous for those nine months. Um, so if your kids want to go into nature and cut down a Christmas tree, this is a good one. Yeah. Uh, drive a couple hours out into the woods. Yeah. And then make the kids drag the tree back to the car, and they'll never want to do it again. Okay. All right. Right? Because keeping fair. kids in the vehicle for a couple hours, is that's always a challenge. Yeah. Um, if your kid is having bad dreams, it, it happens all the time, you know, middle of the night nightmare. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, they're sweating and freaking yep. out and stuff. Just console them and say, don't worry. Don't worry. Reality. Much, much scarier. <laughs> Does have that you, work? Have you flipped on CNN, kid? <laughs> what are you complaining about? What, zombies chasing you? No, <laughs> yeah. not yet. Um, oh, I learned this one just uh, yesterday. Uh, uh, telling a three-year-old that their dried-up marker is a third-world problem. <laughs> or a first-world problem, yeah. rather. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work. I was. Uh, I had this the other day, too, where the, where the kids weren't eating. God, it was frustrating. You're like, there are kids in countries that don't oh, yeah. have any food. Classic, classic line. Classic dad line. And it yeah. just it came to me. I'm like, oh, I'm that dad now. Yeah. <laughs> Following the kids around the house, turning the lights off. Oh, yeah. Um, Man, you're making this sound so fun. It is. <laughs> oh, wow. Really <laughs> I'm very excited. And wear a jock strap. Oh, that's a new one. Yeah. There, there's just, there's something about if, like, if you're laying on the couch and relaxing, you know, you're watching the big game on Sunday. Yeah. Without a doubt, without fail, you won't even see the kid coming. Yeah. And there will be a flying elbow drop, <laughs> like a Rey Mysterio wrestling move off the top no rope. No fail. No fail. Without fail. Without fail. As soon as you're not paying attention, just wait. Like a golf ball is going to come flying out of nowhere and hit you in the golf balls. <laughs> so 2020 was murder hornets, and it looks like 2021 is going to be the year of the cicadas. Were they around th- last year? What's a cicada? I don't know what that is. Okay, so uh, first I'm going to play you some audio. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. This sound. Oh, yeah. So annoying. Um, a colony of cicadas that has been hibernating for 17 years are set to emerge from the ground like by the trillions this spring. Trillions of them. Good. So, the, yeah, these they're going to appear in 15 different U.S. states starting mid-May. And trillions of them when they, when they mate. <laughs> this hate is, that noise. This is the noise they, they make, and they actually produce so much noise they can hit 100 decibels. So like, and they they'll stick around for the whole season. So what's their thing? Like they sting you, they bite you. Nothing. Or they don't oh, hurt. Nothing. Yeah, they're uh, harmless to humans. Oh. Uh, they're danger to like plants, trees, vines, and all that. And they're really, really yucky. Oh. <laughs> like they're, they're like so locusts, gross. Though. I think they're like locusts. Like they travel in massive packs. That's why it's so loud. Like and they, they kind of look like giant flies. Like they have yeah. huge red, bright orange looking eyes. And when their wings flap, it's like how the males try to get the ladies as they make this that noise. And uh, then they go back underground for another thirteen to seventeen years. They just mm. they hibernate in the ground. Mm. I had no idea that these bugs could just like emerge from the ground like this after twenty some years. So like, the biggest thing about them is that they're just kind of annoying. Yeah, right. and they're and they're gonna form these massive swarms. There's trillions of them. Right. So we might be seeing some of them come this way. Are we? Not sure. Oh, our climate. I, 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 I wonder if our climate is good, is is uh, welcoming to them because that was the thing about the murder hornets, right? They were never gonna make their way to Manitoba because our climate was uh, not you yeah, know, like, habitable it, for it, them. Like it looks like they're all like in warm places yeah. and, and where they're coming out. But the 15 different states have these like in the ground, millions of them, and uh, uh. yeah. They're just basically going to hurt plants and trees and that, but it's so gross. I was sure that we were going to have no bugs in 2021. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Not even Skeeters? No, Come they're all on. gone. No, 
<laughs> Keep that border closed, Trudeau. I don't want any cicadas coming in here. Yeah. Wow. These things look miserable. Yeah, miserable. Good scary. eating, though. Well, at least they don't do anything to us. They're just annoying. Yeah. That sound is pretty annoying. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, whatever. They're not going to bite you. No, they don't bite. No. Don't sting. They don't sting. Yeah, but still... Like, it's like when we have all the grasshoppers that come by, they're still, they're still gross and they hop and they fly into, into you and stuff. <laughs> it still sucks. I was golfing last year at, I don't know, one of those golf courses south of the city. And uh, it was Grasshopper Central because it's basically right in a farmer's field. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is about this small little grasshopper, but it has the ability to scare an out-of-shape grown man like myself. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. They come flying at you. They land. It's you like know they're, what? They're and aggressive. they sound like a helicopter. Like, they make such a loud noise when they're zipping by your I head. think it's the way they surprise you. Because, like, flies or whatever, mosquitoes, anything like that, like, they're com- they're flying at you, right? Mm. The grasshoppers will literally come out of nowhere because they're jumping up, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So they, 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 they catch you out of the corner of your eye, and that's what kind of freaks you yeah. out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Things smaller than a loony. And it's like, oh. <laughs> so I don't know if you ever watched the show Peaky Blinders. I got into it randomly in, well, we were still living down east. So maybe like 2017. And I honestly binged. I watched. That, that may actually have been the first show that I binged. Seriously. Like I, I watched. I plowed through. Maybe there were only three seasons at the time. But I watched them in a matter of a week. I haven't gotten around to watching it yet, and I've heard nothing but great things from people who all said the same thing about, like, just, oh. it's, it's, you have to watch it in a binge format. I tried. So I didn't really didn't like, like it? it. No, I think I got maybe four or five episodes in, and then I quit. You know what I like? Mm-hmm. I, I like the imagery of, you know, sort of uh, 1920 uh, Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Um you know, just that old England sort of, you it's know, everybody's working in the foundry. Dirty gray colors, right? Like dark grayscale everything. It's yeah. filmed and, dark. Uh, yeah. And just, I, I don't know. There's something about, like, these guys are back from WW1. Mm-hmm. You know, they were, they were, uh, they were the guys that were tunnelers. And they're like a gang or something, right? Well, they something form like a gang. They form a brothers. Gang. Okay. I don't want to give too much away no, here. No, please terrible. don't. But uh, Peaky Blinders, honestly, after I got to uh, the fifth season, for me, the biggest thing that lost me with the show, because um, they go on to just do so much. And and it just kind of bothered me that there was such a break in between seasons. And I know it takes long, but as a guy who was, like, right into this, you know, they, they made me wait. Like, it wasn't just, like, a year in between. or I can't not I, even, yeah, I like, remember. I was right. just, I remember being like, okay. And then the season came out. Right. I was like, okay, all is good. Yeah. Uh, but there's a new season coming out. Yes. And that's going to be the last one. No more peaky, no more blinding. That's it. Peaky blinders coming to an end. But they're going out with a bang. They're going to make a peaky blinders movie. (laughs) We are the peaky blinders. The peaky freaky blinders. (laughs) Um, And the peaky blinders movie, uh, that's going to wrap it all up. And I was thinking about... um, TV shows that, that turn into movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of my favorites include uh, The Brady Bunch. <laughs> Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Now I'll never be a team model. <laughs> Who could forget? This is a car, Jack. Well, this is a car, but my name's not Jack. It's Bob. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, Simpsons did a movie. The Simpsons movie came out after season 48. Yeah, basically just an extended episode, that one yeah. was. Entourage did it. it. Yeah. Entourage. Entourage was yep. a big one, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sex in the City, mm-hmm. yep. which is another show that's coming back. But they did a movie. Mm-hmm. I think it two. went over well. Two. They did two. Yeah. They're both awesome. 
I love the I, I love those movies. So like, okay, for Peaky Blinders, for instance, yeah, um, I assume that this is their way of finishing their sh- their story that they want, but cheaper, right? Instead of making a full season that they want to wrap it up with, they're just going to do that. So the, the movie's going to follow the the show pretty closely, right? Like something like the Brady Bunch movie was done years later, right? Yeah. Like some of those other movies are done years later, and they're just kind of takes on what the show was. Sure. Yeah. So that's kind of different. Like you've got those movies like. Like the Miami Vice or the A Team, which they could just be regular action movies, but they're trying to build, they're trying to just capitalize on the fame of those TV shows. Right? It was Twenty One Jump Street? That was a TV show before. It, it was, it a was movie. but the movie is is like it's made a comedy, right? Like Twenty One Jump Street, the show wasn't a comedy yeah. right. show, it's right? Whole, it's its own entity. When the way they did it there, exactly, it's, it's still based finish. on the show like that, but it's completely different than than in the show was. Uh, fun fact: Did you know what Peaky Blinders actually means? Peaky Blinders. <laughs> just oh, Google it. Blinders. It's slang for gang members. Uh, it's a slang that gang members use when they would sew disposable razor blades yeah. into the peaks of their hat. Yeah. Well, I yeah. So that's that. what they. Well, if you watch four or five episodes, you would yeah, know. I didn't know. That's so <laughs> weird. So yeah. they, they wear those hats like the old uh, 1920s paperboy hats. Yeah. yeah. I have one, but I get teased every time I wear it. <laughs> Rightfully so, yeah. My wife tells me that I should be yelling extra, extra on a street corner downtown Winnipeg right before the general strike. (laughs) Um, So they sew these razor blades into the brim of the hat, and they'll take it off and go, and then they'll just razor blade you right in the eye. Oh, you can't see my peaky blinders. (laughs) Peaky blinders. I love all, like, the storylines, though, like, with these guys, man. Is that, like, a, like, that's one of their famous lines is they say, like, I'm peaky effing blinders, right? I don't know. They say it a couple times. Because, uh... Like, I've said it probably more now than they have in five seasons. My, uh, (laughs) my uncle got kicked out of, uh, Shark Club once. Like, this is about a year ago, maybe two years ago. And, uh, he was really... (laughs) Is this Drunkle? Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And as he was getting kicked out, he was very inebriated, and he kept saying to them, Don't you know who I am? I'm peaky effing blinders! He was yelling peaky blinders at us. Yeah. Drunkle Ron? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) And you were with him? I wasn't with him. I just heard secondhand the story. Wow. (laughs) You know who's not gonna like that? (laughs) Thomas effing Shelby. (laughs) It's me, Tommy Shelby. In the Peaky Blinders. I gotta watch it. That's Dude, on my list. I don't know. It's you been do on my it. list like, for a while. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's sweet, man. And now you got five seasons. Yeah. You can crush that in a night. So, one of the big moments yesterday during the uh, inauguration had to do with the 22 year old poet. Her name was Amanda Gorman. And uh, I think it was the 2010 Olympics opening ceremonies that were held in Vancouver. There was uh, the first time that I that I saw this, like, slam poetry thing happened and it was i can't remember the guy's name he was a bigger dude and he was doing this poem all about it was like about canada and it was just really cool and kind of inspirational oh yeah 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 i remember that yeah yeah, yeah it was really cool yes. what, what is what, what is a poetry slam okay it's just kind of like well here this is a, a, a clip from her yesterday okay. so let us leave behind a country better than the one we were left with every breath from my bronze pounded chest we will rebuild For there is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. It's like, uh... Did I not play the poetry of that girl that I met in Europe? She told me that she was a poet. She was from San Francisco, um, and her stuff was crazy, like crazy, crazy. And she would say, that was, okay, it was slam poetry. Same same thing? She was like standing on a street corner. It was almost like she was rapping. I was going to say, what what really, what is the difference between slam poetry and rapping? There's no music behind, I guess. No music, I guess, yeah. It's very rhythmic. Like, put it this way, when they first said yesterday that, uh, oh, we've got uh, this 22-year-old poet that's going to come up, I was like expecting, you know, some crazy 
you know, what's that? Like, artsy. The artsy poem that you yeah. gave me, like a poem book or something, yeah, right? Yeah, like, uh, there once was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then she goes out there, and it's kind of like a rhythmic sort of thing. It was very, yeah, it was. It, it's kind of cool. It's kind of a different take on your typical poems. And then it got me thinking to, you know, probably the best, uh, if you don't know what slam poetry is, this is kind of the best um, person to describe it for you. Jonah Hill from 22 Jump Street. Slam poetry, yelling, angry, waving my hands on <laughs> specific point of view on things. Cynthia, Cynthia, Jesus died for our Cynthia's. Jesus cried, runaway bride. Julia Roberts, Julia Rob hurts. <laughs> Cynthia, mm, Cynthia, you're dead. You are dead. You're dead. That's for Cynthia. Wow. He's dead. Yeah. So that's kind of wow. sums up how uh, Slam Poetry's wow. supposed to go. No, I, I honestly, I'm like in the process of messaging my friend who was there when we met this girl because I need to pull up her Instagram. Her Slam Poetry was insane. It, I, it was like all about um, like her body and stuff. And, and she'd be <laughs> <Okay>. like, my, <laughs> my lady part is this. Man, you do not get to look at my lady part without this. And like she was going on. Of course, yeah. I stopped in the street. I wanted to give her money. She was just looking for somebody to party. And I was like, whoa. Was I she like a street performer? Like she was making no, money? No, she was no, from she was San Francisco. Just <laughs> she just happened to be in Brussels. Though, and the, she was wasted. She was wasted and doing slam poetry on the street. And she was going like talking about, but my vagina is a, a butterfly. And she was like, dude, it was crazy. As yeah. soon as you said slam yeah. poetry, That's I'm like, oh, yeah. I know what this is. Yeah. I know what this is. Aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, hey, it worked. Like, if she was looking for friends, which she was, I mean, it, it worked. Did you party with her? Yeah. Well, there you go. Perfect. Yeah, it worked for her. Yeah. You are going to have these shots of Jagermeister now. Was she a full-time poet? Uh, I'm pretty sure she was a Starbucks barista on the side, ah, yeah. as most poets are. <laughs> wow. That music only means one thing. It's time to mix in a water. <laughs> 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 well, you see him on TV pretty much every night on Sportsnet. He is, uh, you know, I thought about this last night. Not only are you the pride of Lactabonne, Manitoba, every radio in the city of uh, LDB just simultaneously went on. Um, it's like a, like a honing device. Uh, they hear Sean Reynolds' voice and they hear him breathing in the background on 92.1 City and the radio is just ping, go on. But I was thinking about this. You might be the second handsomest guy on Sportsnet. Second? Second, that's wow. that, where where are you getting your rankings from? I'm like, I, I couldn't crack the top ten there. Okay, <laughs> well, I'll tell you so this: humble. it's not Frege. Okay, Elliot Friedman, definitely not him. Love okay. the guy, super talented, no chin. No chin. No chin. And the, the beard got, thing was you've weird. You got something against hair dye, though. You made that clear last year. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so David Amber, you know, Slick Rick, love that guy, handsome. Um, but, you know, number three, he falls behind you. <laughs> number number one on the panel, it's got to be Boom Boom Bieksa. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Nobody else can get a bloody haircut in the pandemic. Somehow Boom Boom Bieksa is perfectly groomed. <laughs> 
I just think his hair stays like that at all times. He's, <laughs> it's part of the mythology. He doesn't need a haircut. It just goes like that. <laughs> um, Sean Reynolds, Winnipeg Jets back at it tonight in uh, in Ottawa for the third straight. So what up with the Jets? Um, they've been getting off to some really slow starts. I know it's uh, early on in the season here, but uh, taking on Ottawa tonight, uh, Timmy Schnitzel is going to be out of the lineup for Ottawa. Uh, Tim Stutzley not going to play. Um, what, what are we expecting from this team tonight and what can they do to start getting out of the gate a little quicker? Well, Hey, if, if, if I knew the answer to that question, I think I'd be on the payroll because it's not just, it's not just the first couple of games here. This was a problem for them last year. They went through a, a massive stretch from, you know, I think it was through December and January last season where they were getting off the bad starts and couldn't score the first goal in the game. So I think the one thing is that you have to be happy with the Jets is they're showing what they showed last year in that they can get outshot and outchanced and still manage to survive that stay in games, give themselves a chance to win. And then they've got the firepower to, to, to pull those games out of the fire exactly like we've seen so far this year. But what that means is there is a whole boatload of problems that the Jets team had last season that they really weren't able to fix throughout that season the intent was to make sure all those things were fixed, and that was what camp was all about. Uh, and what we're seeing is just a continuation of a lot of the problems and difficulties that the Jets had last year in the first three games uh, of the season this year. One of the other big storylines you know, that we're following this year has to do with COVID. Now, the Jets, they haven't been hit as hard as some of the other teams. I know that Tucker Pullman was on the list for a while. Uh, Nick Ehlers was on the list for a while. But you know, Washington just gets slapped with a big fine yesterday with four Ooh. of their players who were uh, not following the protocols. And we know that there was an outbreak in Dallas. And uh, are we, like, it, obviously we're concerned about how this could be played out. But it's one, also one of the things, I guess, that comes with the territory of trying to do a season during this whole COVID thing. Yeah, I mean, when you when you talk about, you know, Nick Ehler specifically, I mean, that was simply a guy showed up to the rink with a little bit of a sore throat. I mean, we live in Winnipeg, right? It's the wintertime. Mm-hmm. People are going to get the sniffles and things like that. And the way it goes this year is out of that abundance of caution. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you show up to the rink like that, you're going to get sent home so that if you do have COVID that you're not passing it around the room. You know, that's the good part of it. That's, that's what they should be doing to ha- have the privilege to play is they should be being as careful as possible. You know, and then you get on the other end of the spectrum, and we see with Washington, you you got guys who aren't following the protocol. I, I mean, I think this is one of those times where you're, you're lucky to be in a jurisdiction like Winnipeg or, or Canada. Uh, you know, you talk about uh, about Dallas. I mean, I just think that the incidence of COVID is clearly so much higher there, and I think it's just that much more of a risk if you're heading out into the public or or not properly socially distancing. You're going to find you're going to find it a lot easier to pick it up, uh, especially in certain jurisdictions in the state. So this is one of those times I think it's it's good to be a Canadian. It's good to be from Winnipeg. Um, and I'll give this to the to the Winnipeg Jets. You know, they're talking about getting together after games, but yelling across the room because they're doing it in a socially distanced manner. If they're doing that when the cameras are off and, and it's behind the scenes, I mean, good on them. They've made it clear time and again. Josh Morrissey's been really good talking about it, saying like, Hey, we feel really privileged to be doing this. You people at home are doing what you have to do to stop the spread, so we've got to do the same thing. Um, so I, I've got a lot of admiration for uh, for the way that they've approached it so far. Okay, so real quick here. You're down in between the benches. 
Okay, yeah. at times, usually, usually, right? And you're doing the interviews, and you got the guys; they're all they're all uh, hot and sweaty, and you know, just uh, just coming oh, right off. Getting exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and then they step beside you. It's just like, holy, that is some prime viewing. No, I wanted to ask you when you're doing an interview with one of these guys, you know what you're getting every time. You're gonna get about fifteen, yeah, you knows. And uh, pucks in deep, mm-hmm. you're going to get a 200-foot game, both ends of the ice. You're going to get a stay out of the box, make passes, full 60 minutes. They're a good team. Yeah. That's always one. Yeah. Um, get pucks in deep uh, in the zone. What else is there? Follow the game plan. Um, but was there anything worse than that kid from uh, New Jersey the other day? Have you ever heard a worse interview than that kid from uh, the New Jersey Devils? Jack uh, Hughes. Yeah, Jack Hughes. He comes out and says basically to the effect of, yeah, we're trying we're trying to win. We're not trying to lose. Uh, I guess so. You know, it's the, it's the old, uh, it, you ask the player, how, 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 what do you got to do to win this game? And they respond, we got to score more goals than the other guy. Right? Like, <laughs> Does that you frustrate know? you, though? What's that? Does that frustrate you, though, as a reporter? Well, I, I think it's your job to kind of get guys to wax poetic. So, I mean, that's the, I mean, hey, if you're going to ask a guy a question, he can always Marshawn Lynch you and just say the same thing over <laughs> yeah, and over again. If they're going to do that, that you've got no choice with that. But, I mean, it's your job to kind of ask probing, thoughtful questions and try and get a good answer, a philosophical answer in the back. My job is to educate the audience through that player. So if I'm asking a question that he can take and educate the audience and tell them something they didn't know, that's me doing my job. So I don't know. I, I, I didn't see the interview you're talking about. Maybe the guy could ask better questions, or maybe he was just stonewalling. That's going to happen. It's part of the job. But, uh, hey, we, we can all do better, TJ. We can all <laughs> add a little more cucumber to our cucumber water. And get <laughs> we can all be a little more Sean Reynolds. Uh yeah, and speaking of, uh, I, I know it can be frustrating, right? And if anybody knows a thing or two about frustration, it was you trying to pull at the OC back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll watch for you tonight, my friend. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot for jumping on. We're going to do this every Thursday now, if that's okay. I'm in. I'm in. Okay, right on, man. You're up. What are you doing this morning anyway? Like, what do you do before? You don't have to go to the rink, right? No, no, we just stare at a computer screen, which is, uh, yeah, I guess yeah. that's uh, more and more people's lives. I don't know, get the kids off to school and, and just listen to you ruin people's day by going again from the tragically hip to Jerude Sandstorm. You did it oh, yeah. two weeks in a row. Oh, yeah. I, I will never forget it. <laughs> okay, pal, we'll talk to you soon. Next week, 740. Excellent. All right, Bye-bye. see you, Sean. Some Americans are going to be able to buy COVID tests as easily as like a bag of chips. Mm. They are, they've announced that uh, they're going to be putting COVID vending machines up in different places throughout the United States. That's Airports, genius. malls, What stores. kind of tests are these though? So here's antigen? the thing. They're going to have, they have two types of COVID tests that you can buy. Uh, both of them will cost $149 from the Whoa. vending machine. Um, yeah. So the uh, the machines, they say that the, the first test is 97.4% accurate. And this one is an at-home saliva test. So it's done through um, a saliva swab instead of the nasal swab. And then you get your results within uh, 15 minutes. Wow. Or there's another test that is the same thing, the swab. But you get 48 hours, and it's 99% accurate. So you're not you're not swabbing yourself and sending it off somewhere. Uh, for the first one, no. For the second one, yes. The okay. lab results, yeah. So you buy it out of any machine, swab yourself, and but then how do you get it? So the first one you get 15 minutes later. 
Yeah, it's it provides results within 15 minutes. Huh. Yeah, uh, it's like, with no you know shipping what? or lab work at all, and it's 97% accurate. And then the other one with saliva, uh, you set you send it in, and you it's 99% accurate, 48 hours. It's like a pregnancy test. Like if if mm. you know if you pee on a stick, <laughs> you're still gonna go get the doctor. You know, yeah, because like, those are the same, 97% accurate. Yeah, like I'm not going. Uh, for, you know, insert brand here, Canestin. I, you know, I'm not going on the Kinestin twig and just being like, oh, yeah, that's it. Start painting the room. Start painting the baby room. We're having a baby. Yeah. It's like, no, you kind of want to go when, make sure. When Beth uh, did the pregnancy test, she thought, ah, you know, the dollar hour pregnancy test must be all right. Oh, yeah, it's a popsicle so, stick. Yeah, she literally, she said she felt like a preteen, you know, teen mom. She walked in there, she got a, a pregnancy test and a bag of chips. Yeah. <laughs> it was really as easy as buying a bag of chips. Yeah. I'm not kidding. <laughs> That is like the classic. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be a that's got to be a weird moment because when we found out uh, second one, um, we were we were actually just visiting Winnipeg. We were living away, and I had flown back. It was a, like an 80th birthday party. I flew back the day before, and my family flew in the like the next day, and then yeah. they left a day early too. So as my wife landed, uh, she was like, hey, she's like, I just went to the store and she's like, I got a positive test. So er my whole family's all there. I'm on the phone with my granny. I'm like, "Eh, having more babies. She's like, don't. She's like, it's like a, you know, it's a shopper's drug mart test here. (laughs) Like I didn't go get blood samples or anything like that. Oh, that was the thing, right? Yeah. 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 Do you want to double check? She she did end up, by the way, going to get one from Walmart, which made her feel a little bit better. Yeah, of course. She's like, okay, I'll try the Walmart one. If there's one store that knows a thing or two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> man, I just, did you save it? Uh, yeah, 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 we've got it. Yeah. You really? saved the yeah. stick? The stick, yeah. No. The piece stick, yeah, yeah. I was joking. But oh, yeah, we saved she, well, she, I don't know. You like, frame I, it? I don't know what she's going to do with it, but she still has it as of now. Wow. And it yeah. stays positive, like the, the, the blue coloring doesn't fade. Yeah, you'd think it would dry, like once the, the pee dries, hey. you think it would go away. Just don't get confused and accidentally use it as a thermometer when you <laughs> oh, wake up in the wintertime with a sore throat. <laughs> Got a bone to pick? Hello, you're on the air. The Bone Phone on 921 City. For Midtown Ford, we can't control the ability of your neighbors to be better drivers in winter, but we can put you behind the wheel of something that keeps you safer on Winnipeg roads. Visit mid-townford.com. Okay, I have a massive, massive bone to pick. Why the f*** are government officials allowed to do whatever they want? It's not fair. It's not fair. We've been bamboozled. We've been schmeckledorfed. Dude. Both excellent terms. Wow. I hate being bamboozled, but more importantly, <laughs> I hate being speckledorfed. I don't know if I've ever been speckledorfed. Oh, oh. you don't want to be. Well, you're being no. speckledorfed oh, okay. right now. <laughs> yeah. As uh, Sherry Rollins and Ross Eady are spotting each other on the bench press. Yeah. <laughs> Right now at uh, the city gym. <laughs> what was the end result with that yesterday? I know the Roosters had some more yeah, stuff so about he, it. He put out a statement yesterday saying that uh, there was miscommunication, blah, 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 blah. The paramedic ones and the police service ones are going to stay open, but all the other ones have to close. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Speckledorf, you ask me. I, I, it's a speckledorfing of uh, speckledorfian proportions. <laughs> I mean, I have never seen anything so silly. Um, all right. So uh, the Winnipeg Jets scored the other night in Ottawa as they pulled their goalie. There was like 77 seconds left. Uh, extra man out there. Extra attacker. There was a guy that called in the other day, and he was like, I'm already supposed to go. Yeah, they can't score in the power play. Why would you pull the goalie? I know everything about hockey. <laughs> um, so I told him to call back and apologize. Okay. Apparently the 
Canada's number one morning show says I need to apologize to Maurice. I apologize, Maurice. You pull it off the one time. But power plays now. Like the one you had not even a shot on goal. Like you guys need to figure that out a little bit, start cracking the whip. Anyways, you got lucky. I apologize to the Winnipeg Jets coach. Like I said, Canada's number one morning show. <laughs> Apology accepted. Apology accepted. Paul Maurice, yeah. probably. <laughs> uh, so this guy, uh, this one's talking about uh, people that are hanging out in bus shacks. I mean, you can't really fault people when it's cold uh, for trying to get out of the wind anyway. And, uh, you know, maybe catch a few Z's or something like that. You know, if you have the uh, unfortunate circumstance of being residentially challenged, uh, you know, what do you do, right? Like, Yep. There aren't a lot of shelters in the city that are taking people on right now. It's so tough with COVID, too. Hey, guys. Good morning. Listen, I've been watching, listening to your show, and something came up that kind of disturbed me about the homeless people in the bus shelters. You know, a guy died last night in Toronto in a portable toilet. You know, I was in the military, my brother, my father, my grandfather, because we love this country. When I hear about somebody coming, chewing these homeless people away, uh, I feel terrible, man. I... I, I I can't believe that that inconveniences us when there's people dying. As a Canadian, we shouldn't like want get pissed off about wanting to help them. We should want to help them on our own. We're getting to be like the, America's a cancer, and the cancer's bleeding over the bleeding over the border, and is affecting all of us. As a Canadian, as 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 a country, we should stand together no matter what. But I'm noticing more hatred, more racism, more everything. We gotta shut the borders in the United States, or or we're finished. And uh, I'm almost dead. I mean, I'm old. I'm an old guy. But you young people, you, you gotta live with these decisions that the stupid decisions that you guys are making. Yeah, there's a lot of people. I'm sure that share that opinion. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's kind of tough too, uh, as a young person, when it's old people that are making all the decisions. Yep. You know, when it's boomers who are, as he said, on on the way out, mm-hmm. yeah. they're the ones that are running the show. So yeah. how, how do you know? How does a guy who has already lived his life, made all his money, bought a house for twenty two thousand dollars? Like, no wonder the you know young people are frustrated right now. Yeah. No wonder they're they're rising up because it's like, yo, this guy's seventy eight years old. He's got a full pension ten times over. He's still making a couple hundred thousand dollars. Get the hell out of the way mm-hmm. and let somebody else get that job. Yeah, just a thought. I'm not really that fired up. <laughs> yeah, first car, you know, I was also born late 60s, you know, 1968. So I got my first car uh, late to mid 80s. At that time, 1970 GTO. And I think I paid like 6200 bucks for it in pretty good shape. Nowadays, you know, I look up what that car is getting like mint, $80,000. <laughs> <sighs> my life. <laughs> <laughs> See again though that 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 actually kind of piggybacks <laughs> off the last one where it's like you know a car is sixty two hundred bucks now it's now it's eighty thousand dollars yeah you know that's just the it's just the difference of like now if you were to go buy a sixty two hundred dollar car now like I know it's not the mid eighties anymore like if you were to go buy a yeah. six thousand dollar car mm-hmm. how long is that gonna last you yeah a couple days no you'll be buying, yeah you'll be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'll be buying another one pretty soon yeah um, okay so let's uh, let's two quick ones here. I was talking to a buddy. He, he deletes all his texts at the end of the day. That kind of insane. That seems like a lot of work. He's trying to hide something. Uh, I don't know. I, I do delete. too. I do too. Yeah. yeah. You delete all your texts. Not all, but most. conversations. The conversations that I've had are ones that I need to to bring up again. I'll leave in my 
you know, in my folder. And then the rest of them I just delete. Like, if, I, if I've wrapped up a conversation with you, it's like, okay, night's over. Like, you know, we're not so talking anymore. It. Well, yeah, and, but doesn't because really. otherwise it saves it all on your phone. And yeah, like, exactly. I have so many pictures and things. You know, like after a couple of years, your phone always slows down. I don't know if it actually makes a difference, mm. but I delete all the messages and all that. Plus, if wow. someone found my phone, it's oh, probably yeah. stuff that I don't want somebody else reading in there. Oh, yeah. Talking all that smack about Turnbull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll just wrap it up here with the uh, shower curtains. Okay. Shower curtains. I, she's she's been on fire this week. The best thing I ever heard was use shower curtains and duct tape. Then use pens. That way you don't have like frostbite. Keep the window shut. Yeah, the girl at the grocery store. She told me to use shower curtains and duct tape around my windows and old sheets or whatever. Blankets. Well, you don't want an igloo in your apartment or frostbite weather. Cheers. I love you. Love you, too. <laughs> Thanks for that. You don't want an igloo in your apartment. You We're heard it by. here yeah. on 92.1 City. <laughs> you might want to actually write that one down. You don't want your apartment to be an igloo. No, you don't want the igloo in your apartment. Oh, it's right. Different. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's your... It's <laughs> Right. <laughs> you used to do that. I used to do what? Put igloos Put in your igloos? apartment? Yeah. No, no, about? shower curtains on the windows. Nope. In the wintertime? Nope. Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, I didn't. Used foil, tin foil. Oh, tin no, foil. No, you yeah. had the, like, the, the like, saran wrappy stuff. Wow, yeah, but it doesn't work as good as a shower Apparently curtain. Apparently not. <laughs> no. Everyone knows that. So thanks for calling. The Bone Phone. Call 204-780-BONE. 780-2663. 92-1-CITY. In some restaurants, I think... I think the like Earl's restaurants when you go in, I don't know what it's like in the women's bathrooms. I haven't seen it in the women's <laughs> bathrooms, but you got the TV screens uh, above like the urinals. Yeah, that was a weird thing. I haven't peed what? in the urinal in a really long yeah, time. Yeah, you guys don't have anything like that in the women's washrooms? No, we don't yeah. have TVs or well, no. urinals. No. They face the, uh, a different way, Turnbull. Well, we would face guys face forward, facing a wall. Right, girls I, sit and they well, face the door. I get that. There could be a TV on the door of the of the, the TV in the door, Turnbull. Oh, because that's so far fetched. But TVs at the urinals is fine. TV in a door. Okay, relax. TVs at the urinals. Is there a lot of like splashback? Well, there's guards on them. Oh yeah, there's a guards guard. On them. Yeah, like, like there's a, a big like a, screen, like a plastic. Yeah, like it's, it's like a plastic guard, basically. Did you ever try? Oh my god, what a horrible job to clean that. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't be oh. great. You ever try and give uh, the uh, sports? Uh, Sports Center anchor, a uh, little splash. Never have, no, no. no. Just really try and bank one off the. Do you, the end no, and, no, do you guys never. really even need to? You're peeing for five seconds. Hey, you don't want to miss a game. Can't miss a single that's play. Right. That's, that's ridiculous. Right. Live TV doesn't pause. I had no idea. Uh, so over weird. in Britain, this is really popular, does. and it just started coming over to North America and some of the minor league ballparks. But this is uh, taking that to a next step. So this is instead of just going to the urinal to watch part of the game that you're missing, mm-hmm. they've now got these video games you can play. While you're at the urinal, and it's all based on your pee in the oh, urinal. Okay. This is the pee-controlled urinal gaming system, as I like to refer to them, uh, the extreme games. But it's truly hands-free. There's no pushing buttons on the screen. You're a ski mobiler, and you're going down the mountainside, and you're aiming for penguins. So there's all these sensors in the urinal, and depending on where you're peeing in the urinal, that's where your guy is going on the ski hill. Yeah. Okay. That's really cool. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, very pointless because, like we said, you're not peeing for a long time. Well, it depends how many uh, scooters. Be, uh, be how short our attention spans are right? now that we need this. Uh, the One of the minor league ballparks that uh, was the first to bring it is in Allentown, Pennsylvania. That's home of the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Yeah, Iron Pigs. Go Pigs. <laughs> and uh, not only do they have these in the urinals, but on the scoreboard, like it, like they're, rig- they're 
big yeah. scoreboard. They've got a ticker at the bottom with all the high scores oh, from the pee urinals. Well, see, that's not fair. What about the women's bathroom? Well, we see? want to try and pee. See? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you can try. Yeah. Let's we'll say mess. no. By the way, there's there, there's something else you need to know. Before you think this is all fun and games, there is an educational component to this. Ads reminding men to check their prostates will flash on the screen. At the bar? Hey, Turbo, pass me that chicken wing. <laughs> Check my prostate over here. Throw me that. Yeah. Yeah. Here, can I pass you some of this salad? Here, I'll just, Oh, no, I don't need the tongs. I'll just use my hands. You know who's going to be really good at that pee video um, game? Who? The older generation that grew up playing with a joystick. You know, like on Atari. Here. 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 I'm kidding. Time to answer those deep, burning questions. The Open Text with Rena, TJ, and Turnbull on 92.1 City. Get outfitted with warm layers to keep you comfortable during even the coldest Winnipeg weather. Shop the Prairie Summit Shop, North Face, Winnipeg, in person or online at prairiesummitshop.com. 762-555, we are pretty easy to track down. Open Text, we read them every day. All of the messages that you have sent us throughout the show, if we haven't got to them yet, this is where we just smash them all together. And read them at once. And if there's uh, questions, we'll try and answer them. Um, started off this morning talking about the uh, Boeing Max 8. Nothing like burning flesh to get you up on the right side of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just talking about how uh, when I'm on uh, a plane, I always like to throw on Mayday. Just for the people around me. And you like to sit near the front of the plane all sit the time. right at the front. Right. That way everybody behind me has to watch Mayday too. We <laughs> all want to know what the guy at the front's doing. You always want to know what's going on behind those curtains in WestJet Plus. Let me tell you. Lots. Lots of Mayday. Uh, Beavis and Butthead was the best TV show that ever turned into a movie. Right. That's because uh, Peaky Blinders mm-hmm. is uh, going to be turned into a movie after the sixth season. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I wasn't the biggest Beavis and Butthead watcher, but their TV show... <sighs> Was more about like music videos and then that and that kind of thing, right? Yeah, just slackers, yeah. man. Whereas their movie was like an actual storyline. Oh yeah, okay. Best story. I never I saw the remember. movie. I don't I've know. seen it. That's it had Red Hot Chili Peppers. And, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, that was pretty good. I I liked uh, the soundtrack to that one was unreal. With um, it had Love Roller Coaster from the Red Hot Chili Peppers on it. Just a <laughs> banger. Peaky Blinders, such a good show. Great characters, storylines, and lots of nose beers. You gotta watch it, Turnbull. <laughs> <laughs> I'm able to watch the show all night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I worked outside for years, and grasshoppers still startle me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, cicadas are coming, apparently. The grasshoppers were bad last year, too. They were. Really were they? Year. Yeah, uh, last year they were everywhere. Everything's just cyclical. It yeah. seems like, you know, like mosquitoes weren't bad last year, I don't recall. Wasps were really bad last year. Yes, swaths were. And you know what? As I, I, so I have a porch on, on the front of my house, and I just finished ripping down all the cement board and crap and all the wood that was up there, all the strapping and stuff. So I'm up there mucking around in the insulation. I uh, was pulling all down and stuff. And I couldn't help but notice that I had probably 10 wasp nests. Come on. That's where they were all coming from in serious? my backyard, really? man. Yeah. They were falling down as I was like ripping that, stuff. Like there was a lot. Tons. Wow. I should have taken a picture. Yeah. Lots. Ugh, gross. I started smashing them. Yeah. But then there was one that looked like a, more like a honeycomb. It was almost more like a bee. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah don't smash that. Mm. Well, you, you got to call a guy and he'll move it. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Yeah. He smashed yeah. it. We need bee. Oh, no. You already smashed Well, I, I took my <laughs> sawzall to it. Uh, awesome. Yes. <laughs> no more pollinating for you, bud. <laughs> Whatever happened to the giant chessboard at Garden City Mall? 
don't know. I don't think I've ever been I don't to know Garden if City I've Mall. Foot in Garden City Mall. Whatever no, happened to Garden City Mall? Yeah. Um, I went there. I had to go to uh, Winners. Remember my first day of work shirt when I started two and a half years ago? Yeah. And I had that first day of work shirt because they, they made me meet everybody and have like a really awkward encounter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, me sure too. You had the fold lines. I right? had the shirt, yeah. <laughs> and that was the winners that I bought it at. Why were you up there? Just driving around town, oh. seeing if anything had changed in the two years that I was gone. Yeah. And? Everything had changed. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite Peter Griffin quote? No. <sighs> yeah, when he's hurt. Yeah, and it just oh, no. goes on for like an hour. Yeah, I'll have one chicken vagina, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. Canestins uh, for a yeast infection. Clear blue is the pregnancy test. Teach, keep trying. Sorry. <laughs> my bad. Uh, and finally, we'll wrap it up here with things you can say on the ice and in the bedroom. 762-555. Slap it in. <laughs> Slap it in. <laughs> I'm wide open. <laughs> wrap it around on them. <laughs> Take off your pads and get in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Grab my stick by the shaft. (laughs) Oh, baby, coach is pulling the goalie. Put your biscuit in my basket. (laughs) That's not a hockey term. I never heard that. That's a hockey game. No. Put Put the biscuit in the basket? (laughs) No. He says that in hockey. Put your biscuit in the basket. I hope not. The biscuit. (laughs) I know what the biscuit is, but nobody (laughs) says put the biscuit in the basket in hockey. That's not a term. <laughs> well, <laughs> did somebody dupe me? <laughs> I have definitely heard that term. Basket? No, it's in a song. There's a there's a song that has "Put the biscuit in the basket." Actually, if you know that song, what? text me. Is I that can't... a hockey song? Yeah, no. there's a, a hockey song, but it's not the hockey song. <laughs> okay. There's a song about hockey, and it says "Put the biscuit in the basket." I will find it. Okay. I'll stop sending text messages into the radio station <laughs> as well. <laughs> Got to tighten up that gap. Too many men. And you can, <laughs> and you can ride this pine if you want. Oh yeah, there that's you go. all. Nice. Of them. Put Thanks the biscuit for the in the basket. Yeah. That is it. Put the biscuit in the basket. It was about the guy that fights. The guy. Oh, what? I'm gonna find this damn song. Give me five minutes. <laughs> all right. Um, I gotta be honest. This song, I'm so glad that I came across it. I haven't heard it in 20 years. So we're just talking about things you can say uh, on the ice and in the bedroom, and we're talking about what was the what was this? someone texted in the biscuit? Yeah, put the biscuit in the basket. Put the biscuit in the basket. Biscuit in the basket. Mm-hmm. Somebody said that it was used by a Fox TV announcer, but anyway, the song I was thinking of where it's referenced, uh, Warren Zevon performing "Hit Somebody," the hockey song on the David Letterman show. Yeah, it's a big deal. Back in 2002. <laughs> Backyard. Little buddy dream, he was rocket really sharp. He grew up in and he grew up tough. He saw himself scoring for the Razor Canucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but his real talent was beating people up. His heart wasn't in it. But the crowd ate it up. Where's the biscuit line? Oh, it's a five minute song. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to play us the biscuit in the basket line. Oh, I want to hear the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, song is a bit of a downer. No, no, we're only at the point where the uh, Flame Scout comes from Saskatoon. <laughs> oh, God. He's not made the lead yet. Yeah. They've always got room for a goon. 
Ladies to the left of them, Finns to the right. Rushing at the blue line, looking for a fight. <laughs> no, the story's great. So Buddy actually gets a chance. You know what? I, I've posted it up on my Twitter feed, at TJ Connors Tweets. Um, that song underrated as far as hockey anthems go. And who's, who sings it, sorry? Warren Zevon. That no. one sounds a lot like uh, uh, Cochran's Big League. Way you know, better. like it's about. Whoa, I don't know about that. Way better. No, I don't know about that. No. Cochran, take a seat. Wow. <laughs> Cochran, you're still wow. in the locker room. You don't even get to keep the bench warm. <laughs> Not with a guy like Warren Zevon, a big heavy like that's throwing down on stories about Buddy. <laughs> same stories, though. The same stories. You know, it starts off, you know, he's making the sh- he's yeah. wants to get to the show. He's going to do everything. Exactly. Yeah. But that one was about the kid dying, wasn't it? It was like, wasn't that like dedicated to like a guy? I think his kid like. Yeah, yeah, there was something oh, wait sad about it. Just downer, I, you, that's what you brought up the, the downer song. I'm like, Turnbull, this is nothing like that. This guy gets a chance to score a goal in the NHL. Both that story's <laughs> horrific and terribly sad. Both songs aren't great. Let's be honest. Whoa, whoa. whoa what's your go to hockey jam? <laughs> I don't have one. Hockey doesn't need a jam. Yes, hockey needs a jam. And don't tell me Stomp and Tom because that song's overplayed. It is. Yeah. You know what's a good one? Lonely End of the Ring, Tragically Hip. Uh, so we got uh, Winnipeg Jets action tonight. Jets taking on the Sens. Should be good. Should be good. As long as they play Hit Somebody from Warren Z1. <laughs> Jets. Pump up song. I hope it is. <laughs> I hope this becomes the Winnipeg Jets glorious oh, song. Oh, no. Not the same. Not yeah. the same. Not the same. Come on. Listen here. Play play me out here. <laughs> I'll let you sing along again. Oh, yeah. Totally committed, but he picked his spot. 20 years of waiting when it's a shot <laughs> The fans jumped up and the fin jumped too And Cole caught Buddy on his follow through The big Ooh. man crumbled I've never heard this before. Yeah, oh, it dude. sucks. I've never it's heard it. It's on David Letterman. I mean, it's not. Do you think oh, Letterman's oh, like oh, not fighting this? It's on Letterman. You think Paul Schaefer's doing backup vocals in this? This is incredible. <laughs> He's a Canadian treasure. He at least clips in in the top 10 of everyone's Canadian treasure list. Paul Schaefer. Just a nice song. Have a great day. Hit somebody. <laughs> I'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, bye now. <laughs> well, that was fun. Zena, TJ, and Turnbull will be back tomorrow morning. 92-1 City.